I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an entertainment podcast and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hi. And today, we're going to talk about Cheetan and gender colors. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hello. Happy spring. Happy spring. Thank God, am I right? You are right. Oh, I've been like suffering. Same. Because of lack of sunlight and also cold. Yeah, like today it's really nice out. So I walked two blocks to get food instead of one block. Wow. I know. I've been trying to walk more and my back is feeling it, but also my tum's feeling it. So it's good. Mm, yeah. Well, I have a question for you. What is it? So as we move into springtime, that means there's more, you know, outdoor events, even in the age of COVID. And um, with a lot of outdoor events, such as sports or even just other fun things, there are mascots. And yeah. yeah. And what's your favorite mascot or who is your favorite mascot? You know, I'm so not into sports that it's kind of hard to pick. I guess that weird orange one from that hockey team. Yeah. That like throws pies at people. Yeah. I What's like his name. Vaguely know what you're talking about. Like Grizzly or something. I have no idea what his name is. I love Grizzly. That's okay. it though. But for the memes. Okay. That's fair. I, I'm not sure what my favorite mascot is. Um, there's a lot of funny ones out there. And there's a lot of them out there in general. And they're not limited to sports either. Yeah, I guess like when I think mascot, sports is the first thing that comes to my head. That's fair. Like in American culture, that's like totally fair. I mm. guess. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know what mine is. There's a lot of weird ones out there. But today we're going to talk about Cheetan. Cheetan! Maybe Cheetan will be your favorite mascot. I really like him. I'm not going to lie. Nice. I am very excited. I specifically asked Rachel to research this. Yeah. And going into it, I knew absolutely nothing. So can you tell me what you know? I also know next to nothing, but I think going into this, I knew a little bit more than you did. Yeah. Chiton is like a Japanese mascot. I don't remember for what city. I just remember he had some controversy behind him, and I don't remember why. Yes, and honestly, the story behind Cheetan is a little confusing, but yeah, he's a mascot for a Japanese city, which 
I didn't know this and um, listeners, you may not have known this either, but a lot of Japanese cities have official mascots to like promote tourism and 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 to be a representative of their city yeah it's very common oh that's so cute I wish every place in the United States had a mascot that sounds like a lot but maybe we can like settle for high school basketball teams mascots yeah except the one that we grew up with because that is unacceptable that one is appropriation let's go back to the astronaut from Valley Middle School which was also kind of problematic when you think about it. Okay, hang on. Because it's like, it was, <laughs> no, that yeah. one was the challenger. Yeah, we right? need to explain this for a hot sec. So the middle school that Rachel and I went to, um, the mascot was an astronaut because of the challenger rocket ship, which I don't remember why it was significant to us, but I remember there was like a teacher that was in the challenger and for those who don't know the challenger ship is a rocket that like went up and exploded and everyone got killed inside and so for whatever reason an astronaut representing the challenger is now the middle school mascot yeah which Which, is kind of weird when you think about it and the weirder part is that it's not as bad as what our high school mascot was which was like a native american in headdress yeah very stereotypical yeah and it was just like so white boys were showing up to football games like dressed up in like stereotypical kind of appropriating Native American outfits yeah and like the name of that team goes for the entire town even it's not even just the high school so like that logo is on everything yeah and it's like I didn't realize it was a problem until I was like a senior in high school I was like wait a minute this doesn't seem right yeah very Uh, problematic upper middle uh, class white town in New Jersey growing up in a white town I was about to say yeah so back to Cheetan um it's it's kind of a weird story but first what type of animal is Cheetan okay I think I know this Cheetan's an otter right yes Yes, I love otters. And how does Shitan describe itself? Oh. There's a quote. Mm. Rambunctious little water muskrat. I love it, but no. Okay. Zero-year-old fairy baby otter with no gender. Oh, okay. So Shitan is a they. Gotcha. Cheetan is, I, I guess, I guess Cheetan is a they, uh, but they're also a fairy baby, but also, but also they're an otter. <laughs> fairy baby otter. I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What does Cheetan wear on their head? Oh, Cheetan wears a tiny baseball cap. A turtle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute i encourage you to look up a photo of cheetah i've seen photos of cheetah but i forgot about the turtle yeah the turtle's great oh what and and we touched on this but what is the purpose of cheetah well cheetah is a mascot or like as far as i know cheetah's a mascot is to like bring pep and spunk 
and tourism to the Japanese city that they represent, right? Yes, but here's the thing. Chiton is an unofficial mascot. Oh, what does that mean then? We're about to find out. Okay. What was, or what is the controversy? To my knowledge, so Chiton's the unofficial mascot. I think that there might actually be a mascot already, but like people don't like that mascot that much and they like Chiton better. Kind of. Suzaki is the city that we're talking about, and okay. and they do have an official mascot, and that official mascot is an actual otter. Uh, oh, like like a real otter? A real otter, yes. Oh. And it's not that people dislike the otter, it's just not as popular as Cheetan, the unofficial mascot. Well, I can imagine, because it's like, you can't really go up and interact with an actual otter you know it's like for all intents and purposes it's basically just a wild animal yes and then cheetah was designed by a by a company and then like for marketing and stuff videos were made of cheetah acting recklessly i've seen the videos (laughs) yeah and people complained why come on japan i guess they felt like it was not a great representation of their city i don't know suzaki come on have a little spice in your life so you've seen these videos what sorts of reckless things was chiton doing i've seen a video of chiton like whacking a dummy with like a baseball bat yeah and then like the bat like recoiling and like whacking him in the head and falling over I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, so you see these. Some other ones include my favorites. uh, Twirling a weed whacker over their head. Oh my god. Falling off of a pogo stick. And and firing a bow and arrow while on a bicycle and then falling off the bicycle. Cheetah's got some schmooze though, except for the falling off the bike fart. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, absolutely. So what happened after people started complaining? Um, did Cheetan get exiled from the city? If only. <laughs> if only that were legal, they would do that. Mm. But they can't do that. So what did happen? Suzaki cut ties with the company and with Cheetan and threatened to sue the company that designed them and stuff over copyright issues if they kept making content because the design company which owns the rights to Cheetan kept making money from the videos and Suzaki feels that that money should have gone to the city. Okay, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. But it also doesn't really at all. I don't think that they should get all of the Cheetan money. I think maybe they could have, like, maybe, like, a cut of the Cheetan money. I feel like if they didn't make that agreement in advance, and even Suzaki says that it's an unofficial mascot, like, they intentionally kept some, like, defined distance. Therefore, why should the city get any of it? Suzaki should make Cheetan the chaotic mascot and there and then take a cut of the money 
I'm yeah. And I'm sure that the design company would have loved to make an arrangement like that, but Suzaki always intentionally didn't make them the official mascot. Suzaki, why you gotta be a prune? Prune's my like favorite insult right now, by the way. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what is the involvement of Just Cause 4 and Sega? I'm sorry? You heard me. So, wait, can you repeat the question? What is the involvement of Just Cause 4 and Sega? So Just Cause 4 is a video game that I know nothing about, by the way. Yeah. And Sega is the Sanic company. Yeah. Did they... <laughs> okay, here's my guess. Okay. They... Cheetan is an Easter egg in Just Cause 4. And Sega made, like, Cheetan the Hedgehog or something. So first, Sega has a lot of different games besides Sonic. Okay, but they're most known for Sonic. Okay. Just Cause 4 hired Cheetan to do promos. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, and then Sega was actually making a Cheetan video game. Really? Really. But then both companies dropped Cheetan after, <gasps> after Suzaki officially cut ties. Suzaki, you're ruining this. Really? Okay, listen, Cheetan, if you're there, first of all, sponsor us. Second of all, if you want, like, a Cheetan video game, find a programmer and then DM me because I will totally do the sprite art for that game. I would be delighted to help work on a Cheetan video game. That would be amazing. Also, did you know that there's, like, a an official Sonic character named Irish the Hedgehog? I don't think I knew that. <laughs> do, you, do you know the YouTuber Jacksepticeye? No. He's, like, an Irish guy and he voices it. Wow. <laughs> That's very like, wholesome. And, like, I guess they post it on their official Twitter page every St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my God. This would have been a good fun fact for last week. It would have been. But I have another fun fact for you. What is it? Which celebrity do you think supports Cheetan? Like oh, openly, I, publicly. I don't know a lot of celebrities. Can I have a hint? Um, it's as meme-ish as it can really get. Is it a celebrity you think I would know about? Yeah. Um, Jack Black. Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh, great. Tony Hawk loves Cheetan. Do he and Cheetan go skateboarding together? One can only hope. Uh, I feel like Cheetan could shred on a skateboard. Probably. And then like fall over. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so anyway, it's time for a word from our sponsors. I didn't think of anything yet. We interrupt the sponsorship for an impromptu rapid fire. Let's do this. You gotta keep baby on your toes. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible. If you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Are you ready? I am ready. Who's the Prime Minister of Canada? Trudeau. How old is the Prime Minister of Canada? 49. Name two noble gases. Uh, hydrogen and nitrogen. 
Name three types of clouds. Uh, cumulus. Uh. Hold <laughs> on. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> and, um, Mr. Robinson. Okay. Was Dr. Seuss an actual doctor? No. When was Terry Cloth invented? 1840. Can you go deaf from a loud enough noise? Yes. What year did Drake and Josh come out? 2005. How many different types of salami are there? At least 10. What was the name of the first Chinese dynasty? I don't know. Uh, why do sugar and salt dissolve in water? Uh, because they're minerals and minerals dissolve. Okay, Wait, that's not even true. Yep, too late, we're out of time. <laughs> I will check the validity of your answers in editing. I'm pretty sure I did a very bad job today. Well, it doesn't matter. We're here to learn. So your sponsor? Do you have a great idea? Are you afraid you'll get cut off by the higher being? Then you need legal representation. Simply hire one representation and you'll be able to do whatever you want. You can create a mascot for a city. You'll get to keep your money. one represent We'll charge you even if we lose. We are now sponsored by one eight 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 represent. Hey, Paige. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. So, we were just talking about Teton and. Wait a minute! You didn't even ask me if I called one eight 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 represent our new sponsor. Did you call one eight 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 represent our new sponsor? I did, and I have a new mascot for the town that I live in. What is it? His name is Beepo. Can I see him? Oh, wow. He is a tennis ball with legs, and he wears a ski cap. He sure is. (laughs) (laughs) Such a generic response to the the grocery list I held to the camera. I was trying to go along with it. I know. <laughs> he sure is. He sure is. <laughs> anyway, we're going to shift gears a little bit into something that makes my blood boil. Oh, yeah? What's that? Gender colors. Ah. Uh. As we know, in this culture, blue is for boys and pink is for girls. Yeah. Do you believe this personally? I mean, believe? Yeah, like, do you think this was, like, meant to be? Like, do you think it's true? I mean, no. I, for one, hate most shades of pink with a burning passion. Mm. Yeah, me too. Why do you think society thinks this way? Oh, geez, this goes into, like, a lot of psychological bs that i don't really know much about there was probably some like old white psychiatrist back in like the mid 1800s and he was like blue is a masculine color and therefore should only be represented by penis (laughs) i couldn't hold it i'm sorry um i like your sort of freudian 
referencing. And pink is the color of a vagina, therefore it is to be represented by the girls. Okay, uh, I definitely give you like extra credit for a, a pseudo Freudian response. Thank you. Yes, I was. I found that enjoyable. Uh, it's time to get rebutted. Okay, excellent. Was it always this way? Probably not. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Like to us in our lifetime, it's always been like that, but yeah. it's a much more recent thing than you might expect. Okay. What did it used to be like? Um, were there still like gendered colors before pink and blue? Yeah, loosely. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to guess um warm colors were represented by people with vaginas specifically yellow and cool colors were represented by people with the pinor specifically purple i like your response thank you but it's not correct i can certainly imagine generally speaking back in the day pink was for boys and blue was for girls really Yes, but ultimately, children wore neutral clothing and, like, young children wore neutral clothing and colors a lot of the time. Okay. But from the June 1918 issue of the Infants Department, which was a trade magazine for baby clothing manufacturers, there's Mm. a quote that says... There has been a great diversity of opinion on this subject, but the generally accepted rule is pink for the boy and blue for the girl. The reason is that pink being a more decided and stronger color is more suitable for the boy, while blue, which is more delicate and dainty, is prettier for the girl. I would love to see, like, hyper-conservative, strict gender role, like, yeehaw parents read to read that article I would love to see the reaction yeah me too and what did young children used to wear until about age six like color or article of clothing both um a lit like one of those I don't know how you describe it but like baby footsie pajamas you know what I mean oh yeah 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 and like I'm gonna say gray So a lot of the time, all young children, regardless of gender and sex, would wear white dresses and plain play clothes. Like, have you seen that photo of FDR in a dress? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. That was normal for a long time. Like, that's what all young children wore. It had nothing to do with gender and sex. It was just, it's it's what kids wore, like, especially the white, because young kids get really dirty. So white clothing could be bleached. And and dresses, you know, it's easier to, like, access a kid that way. I was going to say, like, and a dress, it's also probably cheaper to just make a bunch of dresses than to make, like, a bunch of shirts and pants. That's probably true, too. Yeah, and it's, like, easier to tailor a dress than, like, oh, this baby is a size four waist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that's what they would wear until about school age. When did things start to change? Ooh, um, 1950s. It actually started around World War II. Okay, 40s. And what made these things change? 
the men who went to war, they saw all the red blood and they were like, oh God, red and white is pink and we don't want to see any more blood. So we're just going to take blue because blue is on our flag and it's manly. I like the PTSD response. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But like most bad things, it was capitalism, mostly. Oh, of course. Markets decided Americans liked things a certain way. And so baby boomers, and this was not for once their fault because the baby boomers were children at this point. So baby boomers would then be dressed to look like their parents. And so girls would wear dresses and boys would be in like more businessy attire. And that's when things (laughs) really started to change. And um, I want to, I probably should have said this at the top of this part of the episode, but like, we're speaking in very binary terms right now. Um, I really don't want any of you to come after us. We are queer and yes, non-binary people have always existed. If you're going to come after anyone, come after me. Cause I'm the one that was more curious about this. Rachel is definitely way more queer than I am. There is no like... more or less queer. Either you're queer or you're not. <laughs> You show it more than I do. That's true. You walk at the speed of gay. I do. (laughs) I really do. Rachel walks so fast. I walk extremely fast. It's so hard to keep up with Rachel. Yeah. I I try to slow down when I'm with people. I know. You try your best. I do try my best. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. Yeah, I know. But yeah, non-binary people exist and they always have. And like, this is just American capitalism in the 40s being American capitalism in the 40s. Yes, that's what we were addressing in this episode. Yeah. What did the women's liberation movement of the 1960s have to do with this change? Or like like as a as an evolution at that point? Um... It probably made it so little girls didn't all have to wear dresses. I feel like pants played a big part in this. I know pants were like definitely a women's rights like fighting point like back in the earlier times like 1890s but I feel like maybe pants had to come back into this and be like hey little girls can wear pants too. Basically yeah the women's liberation movement of the 60s was specifically anti-feminism And so young girls would wear unisex and or masculine clothing as an effort to show them that they couldn't be controlled. And also it's easier to move around in like, quote, non-feminine clothing. I like it. Me too. And I agree. I mean, like in elementary school, if my mom put me in a dress, like recess became difficult oh yeah it is hard to play tag in a dress it is and then it's like if it's windy it like flies up and like smacks you in the face and then you're suddenly blind and you run into the basketball pole true (sighs) the worst elementary school is hard man it is how long did the unisex trend last until um so this was the 60s yes um to the beginning of the vietnam war so i'm gonna say mid-70s it lasted until approximately 1985 oh okay and that's when capitalism kind of picked up again and so uh i wonder whose fault that is 
yeah what's the reason for the switch to pink for girls and blue for boys could it also be because of capitalism yes and what else um could it also be because of marketing and also politics and and prenatal testing oh so prenatal testing to figure out the sex of a baby like became much more popular around this time just because technology advances yeah and so capitalism kind of picked up on this and they were like oh (sighs) if if we know the sex of the baby then uh we can color code it yes and then the parents will go shopping and color coordinate for one baby so let's say they have a girl and then two years later they have a boy then they will go out and buy entirely new sets of things and clothing in blue instead of pink (sighs) that they don't really need to do no yeah I hate it me too but in recent years there's been sort of a shift toward more demand in uh, gender neutral colors and clothing for babies. Good. And like in, in not just clothing, but baby stuff in general, there's been more of a push, which is great. Yeah. I feel like babies should be able to wear like pretty much anything suited for babies and we shouldn't put gender roles in our clothing. Yeah. It's like, like we've gone we've gone so far as to like put a pink headband on a baby just to like tell the world hey this baby has a vagina i know like go away yes out of here are the headbands cute yes but anything you put on a baby is gonna be cute i if i ever have a baby that baby's getting a brown headband (laughs) 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 i've been seeing like lots of like grays in baby colors which is interesting because when we were sliding out of our mother's uteruses like the gender neutral color was yellow like for parents who wanted for parents who wanted to make stuff for their baby neutral it was it was yellow you know what's weird when I was a itty bitty my bedroom was painted yellow yeah that was pretty common at the time was my mother trying to tell me something well, did she know that you were going to be born a girl? I don't freaking know. <laughs> Actually, no, I did, I had this conversation on Friday with my mom. She did know I was going to be a girl. Oh. But I didn't wear that much pink when I was an itty bitty. Well, that's probably because your mom chose not to do that. Maybe, but my carpet was pink and that made up for it. Yeah. My mom also knew that I was going to be a quote girl. Um, and she was very excited after you know having a boy and uh I wore a lot of pink I want to know if like being forced to wear pink as a girl like you know how like some little girls just like end up hating pink like me yeah and me and like I wonder if that has anything to do with it I so I mean but like a lot of young girls are are socialized to love pink and they do love pink and that was just never me and that was never you even though I was socialized to love pink um it never stuck with me but I feel like if pink wasn't like forced upon me as a child I wouldn't have ended up disliking it as much yeah I feel like that's partially true for me too like it was definitely forced on me 
but I also rejected a lot of things like that yeah, from a did. young age. So I feel like I might have ended up hating Pink as a kid regardless. Maybe. From the first day I knew Rachel, she only liked black. That's true. She's literally wearing a black tank top right now. I just like darkness. I get it. And you know what? I respect you for it. Thank you. I also don't hate pink as much as like I used to. Same. I feel, I feel like like people that have known me for a long time just think I hate absolutely all pinks. No, I like some to, pinks. To be fair. There was a point where like I would joke that like pink, like if pink touched my skin, I would like combust. Except you weren't like acting like you were joking about it. Like you acted very serious. About <laughs> I did it. it. I think I did that to like help the joke. You kept that up for like years. Oh, absolutely. And it has stuck and haunted to and haunted me. You did this to yourself. Honestly, I did. But like, what else was there to do in middle school? That's other than, true. <laughs> other than like go to the basketball game and watch the astronaut who represents the dead teacher from the challenger rocket ship dance weird times indeed and then me i was just always like feminist but hated pink yeah yeah well that about does it for this episode of research rebuttal podcast you can find us on social media on twitter at research rebut and on facebook and instagram at research rebuttal podcast you can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know um, who's your favorite mascot and did you love pink and princesses as young children? Or did you love blue and power rangers as young children? Or did you hate both of those things and like went for some other color and set of toys? Did you like green and also digging holes in your backyard? I know I did. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what do you think about the social construction of uh, gender marketing? That's like a answer this on your reading. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and finally, uh, American Citrus Council. We're Dunyan Rings. We are. We are Dunyan Rings. We have one eight 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 represent now. Now, yes, and we will take you to court. Expect a letter from our non-existent lawyers. And Canada, <laughs> thank you for being you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> higher being <laughs> <laughs> i like i was thinking about like a city and like i don't know it's higher uh, higher like sounds like you're talking about god i know i'm gonna leave it in okay planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.